0: the call to build your small business make it happen with a .net domain name the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice whether you're just getting started or looking to grow that's keepdreamingup.net you are locked on cavaliers your daily podcast on the cleveland cavaliers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello everyone, and welcome to this episode of Locked On Cavaliers. As always, I'm your host Chris Manning from Fearless Sword and the Step Back. And holy wow, Kyle Korver is coming to the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're gonna get into Friday's game against the Nets and the start of the road trip here in a second. But the big news, not 100% official just yet from the teams, but Kyle Korver himself after the game said that he is gonna be a Cleveland Cavalier. This is happening. Kyle Corver is going to come from the Atlanta Hawks. Looks like for Mike Dunleavy, a protected first-round pick. And maybe Mo Ames' contract. And just... David Griffin, bravo for getting this done. Just a, such an impressive body of work for him since he took over and since the Cavs got LeBron. Getting LeBron is obviously the most important part, but... He's built a team that fits LeBron, fits Kyrie, fits Kevin Love. There's nothing that David Griffin has done that I I don't think works. So look at Korver. Uh, This is a guy who will be a free agent come the summertime. He's going to turn 36 in March. And he's not Kyle Korver from two years ago that was an all-star, that was shooting almost 50% from three. But at 35 in a role that's a little bit less than what he was doing, He's shooting still over 40% from three, Uh, still an effective shooter, still a solid defender, especially in a good team defensive structure. And I I don't think there is a downside to what he's going to do with with the Cleveland Cavaliers and with LeBron James. I'm going to read you a tweet really quick, which I don't necessarily like doing because, uh, you know, it's just kind of goofy. But uh, Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer wrote about this trade already. And he wrote this. He tweeted this. Corver shoots thirty nine point one percent from three when he con- when contested, and that bumps up to forty seven point nine percent when he's open. That since two thousand thirteen from NBA t- stats page, he's now going to be more open than ever. And when he says that, he is correct because this is Kyle Corver going to play with LeBron James, with Kyrie Irving. Just, just imagine this potential lineup played in, in a playoff series where the Cavs had the game on the line. Okay. You go small. You have Kevin Love at the 5, which I think is perfect with Korver. Defensively, may struggle, but <laughs> offensively, this is going to be absurd. You go Kyrie, LeBron James, Kevin Love, J.R. Smith when his hand gets back. You can even go two bigs with Channing Frye if you want to go that way if, if you, know, you have issues with Smith. You basically can go 5 out. You put three shooters around the Kyrie, ja- Kyrie Irving and LeBron James pick and roll. Good God, opposing defense is good luck. Corver is a perfect, perfect fit for this Cavs team. He's a great spot-up shooter. He moves around screen so well. He's a solid defender who the Cavs aren't going to have to ask to defend elite guys or ask him to provide all of the great shooting. This is a perfect, perfect fit. For the Cleveland Cavaliers. They, it comes at a good time too because they need players, they need guys who are going to be actually film minutes and be useful, more useful than guys like McGray, who I know has played well. This is just a great deal for the Cleveland Cavaliers in in all the way. I I cannot imagine a situation or a scenario unless you know he's hurt or whatever uh, where this deal doesn't work out for the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is just a perfect, perfect addition. The other thing maybe holding this up uh, is that the Cavs do have to uh, make a... or They don't have to, but they're working to make a deal with the Blazers to rework a previous deal. Um, so instead of giving the Blazers their 2018 first-round pick, which they did last year in the Verja trade, which then cleared room get it, for them to get Channing Fry, they want to give them their 2017 first-round pick and then to get back in the 2018 one and then send the 2019 one, I think, to the Hawks. And and again, those first round picks, those late first round picks, don't have a ton of value. Those picks don't have anything that is particularly attractive to the Cavs. It saves them money for this upcoming summer, actually, too, which is pretty fascinating. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers just got a guy for basically nothing of actual value. looks like the Hawks are going to try to move Mike Dunleavy, which makes sense. He hasn't been good with the Cavs at all. We've talked about this. I think it's maybe he knew and the team knew that that's why he didn't play on Wednesday because he was listed as active. He didn't play even though he was dressed. And the Cavs needed bodies. Um, guys were getting tired and Dunleavy didn't play at all and and maybe that's part of the reason why they knew a deal was coming with him they knew they didn't want to risk him getting hurt and mucking that up and Al revoir Mike Dunleavy good guy I had the pleasure of talking to him a few times it just didn't work out and that happens in the NBA and it, it, again to look back at David Griffin getting him I don't think you can fault him for doing that either if you want to play uh, critiquing revision to that he he made a you, deals don't always work out like Sean Marion didn't work out of course Mike Miller didn't really work out either during LeBron's first year back but if you look at Dunleavy you you were going to lose Dell you didn't want to pay him that much money which is a a very fair defense getting Dunleavy for what you did for basically nothing was a smart addition if he didn't work out but that's the kind of deal you have to make when you're a team that needs to get talent anyway and this is a deal for David Griffin I think with Kyle Korver that is that same thing Is, is Korver the perfect, you know, guy you want necessarily is he the perfect player? No, but what he does well is perfect for the Cavs. He shoots threes at an elite level, and I think he's going to do it even better now that he is on a team with Kyrie and Kevin Love and Channing Frye and all these guys who also can just shoot a bunch of threes at a high level. He's not going to have to defend anybody particularly great. The Cavs have other guys that can defend the Kevin Durant and defend the Clay Thompsons and do things, and he's. Corver is—it's not like, that Corver is a slouch in defense either. He's not going to go and lock down your, the opposition's the best player, but he's a guy who can defend guys by moving and just playing active. I mean, he's part of some good defenses with the Hawks. He's a guy that is just going to be able to guard the, the the fifth guy on the floor, and you can hide him over there. I think he, I mean, you can think you could probably hide him on Andre Iguodala, uh, to an extent during the finals. I, I think you could do that in a possible finals matchup. I think. You know, in the in the Eastern Conference Finals, if you're playing Atlanta, or, sorry, if you're playing Toronto, there are guys in, on Toronto, too, that you could probably just hide. Uh, Corveron, it. It, it doesn't matter. He's still going to play decent defense as well. I mean, this is a guy that I, I don't think there's a downside at all to this deal. He's a great three-point shooter. He's a guy who fits really well with LeBron. Just imagine LeBron James throwing passes to Kyle Corver- as he drives, he's gonna have so many open looks. It just feels like he we're gonna be destined to have a game where he just buries a bunch of threes. Um, just a fascinating, fascinating deal for the Cavs. There, there is no downside to this. There's still more to come on this. We're gonna talk about this more soon with Brad Rowland of Locked On Hawks and Peachtree Hoops. Uh, there's no one I know that is gonna be able to give us the insight on Kyle Corbett better. Then Brad and I can't wait to talk to him. But he's he's like covering this game tonight. Um as the as the Hawks play the Pelicans, as Kyle Corver says goodbye to his teammates, and we are get to talk to him about you know all that stuff, but man, oh man. Kyle Corver is coming to the Cavs. It's gonna be tough for him to leave a group he was so close with. Um and it and it's pretty fascinating. I mean he he set himself that he knows it's a great view you can find the quote on Twitter um, and it's pretty great and Paul Millsap had this interesting quote that I want to say I want to read this from Justin Verrier from ESPN covers the Pelicans for ESPN he says this is what Millsap had to say um no it's not about me today's not about me today's about Kyle it's about Kyle leaving it's about Kyle going to the Cleveland Cavaliers I'm not a selfish guy, so it's not about me. It's not about what's happening to me next. It's about cherishing the time that Kyle has been here, cherishing him as a great teammate. We'll see what happens. Corver is the first domino to drop in the end of the Atlanta Hawks as we've known them for the past year or so. Not even the past year, the past couple of years. This is the the beginning of the end of the of the Hawks where they had five guys be named Player of the Month, <laughs> where they had the All Stars. The um, Demar Carroll, the first obviously. Jeff T gets traded this summer. Horford goes to Boston. Now you have Kyle Corver being traded to the Cavs. The one team if the Cavs wanted to contend, they would never trade a guy like Kyle Corver to you. And now Millsap's probably headed somewhere as well. Just tip of the hat to those Hawks teams. We ragged on them a lot on Cavs Twitter. Um, but great, great team. And they're going to rebuild now with Dwight Howard and... All the difference that they have, and I'm sure the, the Cavs will see them again at some point, but that is where we are at with that team. But uh, Kyle is a great fit. He's, he, of course, a free agent and all this stuff, but there's no downside to this deal for the Cavs. None whatsoever. That being said, the Cavs do have a game coming up on Friday. I'm going to give you three things to know about the Brooklyn Nets. Um, which is kind of crazy, hard to get excited about because it's the Nets. But the first thing is that they are a bad team. They're the worst team in the East. They have really low defensive and offensive and defensive ratings. I believe they're both in the bottom three in those categories. And I think this is actually a good thing for the Cavs because I think they may be able to push through this game without Love, without Kyrie. If they those two guys aren't good to go, it's as, as Thursday at eleven thirty. We don't exactly know what the status of those two guys is. We don't know how healthy they are if they're going to be good to go. But if they don't need them, you can probably play LeBron and win this game with the same sort of skeleton crew you use on Wednesday. And if they're not good to go, just rust them. This is a game that does not matter. The Cavs still have a lead on the top seed. This is their longest road trip of the season. This is the longest they're going to spend away from the queue. You have tough games coming up. You're going to have to implement a new piece during this road trip. And it'd be better to just rest them and let them play later on, I think, than try to play them against the Nets. Uh, Players to watch from Brooklyn. First up is Sean Kilpatrick. He's not great, but he has stretches where he gets a bunch of buckets and he's their second-leading scorer. You're going to see him shoot a lot. Him and Jeremy Lin are going to do a lot of the backcourt work, along with Bogdanovich, for the Nets. And he's okay, but uh, if he gets hot, he can be tough to handle, but just kind of know that he is there, along with Jeremy Lin and Bogdanovich and other guys. Also, they have Brook Lopez, of course. Their leading scorer, a very decent post-presence in he still struggles as a rebounder, not a great defender, but he's a guy that is going to test the Cavs' interior defense. Probably do a lot of really good work against Channing Frye and Kevin Love if Love plays. Just he's going to do a lot of he's going to define a lot of what Brooklyn does, even if they're really bad. He's going to be really uh, useful. And then the Nets do have two former Cavs in kind of a quirky situation. So Anthony Bennett, of course, is on this team. He's only playing. Twelve minutes a game, only averaging around five points in twenty-two appearances, and he hasn't really rebuilt himself in the way that he maybe could have in Brooklyn. That sucks. Anthony Bennett, by all accounts, is a nice guy. It'd be cool to see him have a reclamation story, but it doesn't look like that is going to happen. Um, and it is what it is. I mean, it just—he's not really a good NBA player, and that—that that happens. It sucks that he is just going to kind of be known as that bust because no one deserves to be defined by something that happens to them. That was partially out of their control when they were 19 years old, but it is what it is for Anthony Bennett. Um, maybe he'll have a really good game against the Cavs, and maybe he'll just dunk. But And he's not quite as bad as he was when he was a rookie, of course, but he just kind of is what he is now. Um, and he, if he has a really good game on Friday, I kind of wouldn't mind watching that because that would be kind of crazy. They also have Joe Harris. And Joe Harris is sort of interesting because he's kind of become good-ish. I'm not going to say that the Cavs shouldn't have traded him or done anything like that. But he's a guy who has become a decent rotation guy. He is averaging almost 10 points a game. Playing consistently almost about 20 minutes a game. And is doing some useful NBA things. He's still not a great defender. He still isn't quite as good as his potential. And the theory of what he could be has turned out to be. But... He's found a role for himself in the NBA. He's getting himself to the point where I think he can just be a guy who is a 10th guy or a 9th guy in, in any rotation. And, I, and I, there's, of course, a value for that. Every team means a guy like that. Cool to see him stick it. Uh, cool to see two former Cavs in this game, which is just sort of bizarre because it doesn't happen a lot. But And, and I believe Trey John Landon, uh, who worked for the Cavs, played for the Cavs, is in the front office as well for the Nets. And that, that's just sort of the small little world. But you'll see Joe Harris will probably see Anthony Bennett and just kind of kind of revel in, in the, the oddity of seeing two guys who were jettisoned when a new era kind of dawned. Uh, and that's where we ended up with them. So this road trip, uh, just to give you a quick overview of that to wrap up the show, the Cavs' longest game of the road trip of the season, again, six games away from the queue, spanning from this Friday to Monday the 16th. You start in Brooklyn, go to Phoenix on Sunday, then next Tuesday they are in Utah, and then the night after that on Wednesday they are in Portland, off until Friday against the Kings, and then on Monday the 16th finish at Oracle against the Warriors. So on this road trip, you start off with two bad teams, go to a good team in the Jazz, go to a struggling Portland team that just got Damian Lillard back on the next night, get the somehow in playoff contention Kings on Friday, um, and then you finish with the Golden State Warriors on Martin Luther King Day. So much of this road trip, I think, is going to be defined by who the Cavs actually have. We don't know how healthy everybody is. We don't know exactly when Corver's going to debut. My guess, because he's not going to play against the Nets, would be the Jazz game. Possible he'll play Sunday in Phoenix. That actually might be more ideal uh, just because of the environment and stuff. But Injuries are piling up a little bit, too. Guys just seem a little bit nicked up. But I do expect you'll see Kay Felder You'll see... McCray minutes, I think you'll see more Liggins minutes you're going to see some stuff that isn't ideal but it's just kind of part of the Cavs' identity right now um, and they don't have the roster flexibility to really go get a 10 day contract for a guy from the D League who can play 20 minutes, that could change if Mo Williams is in this deal, if if they do something before the January 10th deadline with Liggins or McCray's contracts I partially think they're both going to be around I think Liggins will be for sure but not 100% guaranteed there And this is going to be just an interesting road trip. We'll see how many guys play. We'll see if the Cavs decide they want to rest guys and be healthy coming out of it versus on it. And, of course, you finish with the Warriors. That, that is the the icing on the cake of a road trip that uh, is, again, the longest of the season. They're going to spend a lot of time away from home. Probably don't get a lot of practice him in which isn't a great way to introduce a new player like Kyle Korver under your roster, but he's probably going to play in this road trip and it starts again. Brooklyn 7:30 p.m. on Fox Sports Ohio Friday night, uh the Cavs versus the Nets. And we we get that game and that, that they start off with the one of the easiest games on their entire schedule the whole year on the, what is their longest road trip again of the year. So, let's just kind of wrap this up. Kyle Korver again is coming to the Cleveland Cavaliers. We do not know 100% just yet what the parameters of the deal are. We don't know yet exactly everything uh, that that is happening with this but he's a guy that I think is going to be fantastic for the Cavs he fits in with everything the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to do well he's going to fit really well with all of this this is a guy who should fit really 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 well with the Cleveland Cavaliers there's no downside to this there's no issue with this and I think the Cleveland Cavaliers just got a guy who is perfect for what they're doing and what they're going to continue to do I want to read you one tweet um, 61% sorry 61 of LeBron's 263 assists have been for, from the right winger corner threes this year Kyle Korver is shooting 48% combined on on those right-winger corner threes this year. He's going to get so many open looks from LeBron James, from Kyrie Irving, from all these guys. Korver is a great fit for this team. He's going to be a great fit with LeBron James, and it's going to be fun to watch the Cavs implement him and work him into the team over the next couple weeks. Um, Didn't give up very much again. Didn't give up much of anything of value. The Cleveland Cavaliers got a guy who is fantastic, who is a great shooter, just a great player. And I think this is a perfect deal for them. A plus. Going to write about it over for the so we already have stuff up over there for you to go read to go check that out. Um, and it's, this is going to be the defining story for the next couple days and expect more stuff to come. I think this is the kickoff to the NBA trade season, which there's nothing better than NBA trade season and it starts a little bit early this year. So again, Kyle Korver coming to the Cleveland Cavaliers looks like it's for Mike Dunleavy, your protected first-round pick, maybe Mo Williams' deal. The Cavs are working to do some uh, pick switches with the Portland Trailblazers as well from some old deals, but this deal's happening. Korver said it himself. The teams are going to announce it soon enough. And you're going to see Kyle Korver running around screens prepping to shoot threes off passes from LeBron James. That's a pretty scary side for other teams. So this has been Chris Manning. It's been Locked on Cavs. We're going to, again, do more with this with Brad Roland of Locked on Hawks and Peachter Hoop soon. So stay on the lookout for that. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you this weekend and then mailbag again on Monday. So get those questions in as well. Come up and just Enjoy and just fantasize about Kyle Korver shooting threes as they catch passes from LeBron James. Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls, plus up to 75% off clearance for the whole family right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1016 to 1020, select styles only. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best selling LED light bulbs. Our four pack of LED bulbs is $9.99.